Uh, good morning, church. I'm glad that you guys uh, are with us this morning. Uh, my name is Matthew. I serve as one of the pastors here at Christ City Church. Um, thank you for tuning in through Facebook or Twitch or YouTube or wherever it is that you've um, come to us through our website. As um, Justin mentioned at the beginning of our service, we received news that one of our members, Angel Scroggins, passed away yesterday. Angel has been a part of our church for years. She was on part-time staff with us. It was actually uh, Angel's children that first introduced her to our church. They, being a part of our Kid City ministry, um, I had the joy of baptizing Angel a couple of years ago along with her oldest son, Arkel, himself an active member of our church and leader within our newly formed youth ministry. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's been a sad 24 hours for us as we've circulated this news throughout the church and now with you on our channel. I know that this news is going to hit some of you more deeply than others. Some of you tuning in, you didn't know Angel, didn't have the chance to experience what a remarkable woman she was. But it has struck me that all of us over these past 24 hours or over the past 42 days of quarantine, all of us have suffered some loss. And because of that, what seems right today is for us as a church to pause in this moment and grieve those losses. As Justin mentioned, we're going to take a break from our Being Church series and our walk through Ephesians. Now, we'll return to that next week, Lord willing. But this morning, it's a time for us to name the sorrow and to name the loss, to, to name it to each other and to surrender it to the Lord. I'm uh, believing, uh, though, that even though everything in me wants to um, stir joy and excitement and celebration, uh, and I'm not quite sure how this will translate through technology and online, nevertheless, I'm believing that the God of the joyful hallelujahs is also the God of his children's tears. And so what I want to invite you to do, I want you to, to wherever it is, I want you to grab a pen and a paper uh, for those of you uh, watching with children, kiddos, you may want to grab some paper, markers, or crayons. Uh, I'm going to have some questions and exercises for you, and I want you to have some ways to respond. As you collect your things, uh, I want to pray for us uh, one more time. God, I do pray over uh, this church that's gathered in this way. God, I pray that you would um, that you'd minister to us, that you would speak to us, that you would meet us um, and envelop us in your presence. Whatever are the, uh, the rubs and the hard places, the spots of sorrow and sadness that we may find ourselves in this morning, God, that you would match those by your care and by your tenderness. God, I pray that as we reflect on Psalm 42 and as we give consideration to what it means for us to, uh, to be sorrowful but yet hopeful, for us to look to you as the light of the world and the light of our worlds, even when we live in a world of shadows. God, I pray that as we consider that, that you would wrap us with your great love. I pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. The biblical language of sorrow is called lament. The technical definition of lament is simply to mourn uh, or to express sorrow, often to do so loudly. Uh, the Bible is actually filled with laments. An entire book, the book of Lamentations, is built on the notion that we as a people can express sorrow to God because of the pain in the world and because of the loss we experience. Uh, of the 150 psalms, over a third of them are psalms of lament. I want to read a portion of one of them to you. This one is from Psalm 42. 
You can read that. As the deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, the living God. When can I go to meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. While people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng with my soul, you are downcast. Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep. In the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. There are laments in the Psalms that are both personal and those that are corporate, but they typically follow a structure. They begin with a complaint, a a sobriety about the brutality of the world, a complaint about the pain endured, the loss, the death, and a complaint against a God that we believe made all things good. Jesus himself, he declared one such psalm on the cross when Jesus declared from Psalm 22, verse 1, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? You can hear it in the 42nd Psalm that we just read. My tears have been food day and night while people say to me all day long, where is your God? The pain in the life of the psalmist has been great. And the only food that the poet is able to stomach has been the tears of their own anguish. Because there's a sadness that can often settle over us in times of loss that we lose our appetite and food loses its flavor. The Psalms of Lament, they didn't didn't turn from complaint to a request. God, do something. Deliver me, rescue me, heal me, restore me, bring your peace, display your justice, shower your mercy on us, do something. You can hear the implicit cry for help in the psalmist's ache in verse 9, an ache for God to, to act, for God to be moved by the plight of his children. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning oppressed by the enemy? Lord, you, you see my situation. You, you see my loss. You see the stranglehold that sorrow has on me. Free me, comfort me, heal me, heal us. What I want to invite you to do is to, is to be a psalmist, to collect your, your markers and paper. I want you to think about the things that you've lost this season. I want you to simply name the death. For some of you, what you might write on your paper, it may be the name of a loved one that has passed from life to life. For some, it's the death of an opportunity or the pursuit of a dream. For others, it may be the the loss of a school year or a graduation, the chance to perform in the school play or to attend your fifth grade graduation. Children, kiddos, I know that some of you, you had just started at a new school at the beginning of this year and you were just getting to know new friends and then all of this happened and it just feels like a loss because it is. All of us, over the course of the last two months, all of us have lost something. 
And in that loss, I want us to sit in that. I want us to name the death and the life. So I want you to write that down if you're able. Uh, Some of you may want to actually illustrate it on the paper. The things or the people that have been lost this season. And as you write or draw or illustrate, um, Justin's going to play just for a few moments to give you a minute um, to just name the things that you've lost this season. And then I'll come back.
Although the laments start with complaint and requests, they, they end with an expression of trust. Sometimes these expressions are, they can be incredibly jarring when we read in the Psalms and other places. In the midst of the brokenness comes this expression of hope. Even as the psalmist laments the heartbreak and the pain, the laments, they end with the reminder that God is setting things right, even though he seems slow in doing so sometimes. It's right for our laments to turn towards our own reminder that God is on the throne and he's in control and is about the business of righting all of the things that have been wrong and healing all of the things that are broken, and that includes bodies and relationships and lives. So in our sorrow, God can get tiny if we're not careful. Lament gives us language to buttress against that temptation. We lament because something or someone has died, and we lament because we know that Jesus Christ, the Lord, is in the resurrection business. He breathes life into people and places and relationships and situations that have been beaten with death blows. And in that, there is hope. I was reminded uh, of this scene at the end of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, All has been lost for these hobbits, these small and ordinary creatures. They're on the outskirts of Mordor, that most terrible of places. They're in the They're in the land of shadows. Everything looks hopeless and dark and heavy. But one character, Samwise Gamgee, he sees a a single glimmering star against the enveloping darkness surrounding them. The author Tolkien would write, there, peeping among the cloud rack above the dark rocks high up in the mountains, Sam saw a star twinkle for a while. The beauty of it smote his heart as he looked up out of the forsaken land and hope returned to him. For like a shaft, clear and cold, the thought pierced him that in the end, the shadow was only a small and passing thing. There was light and high beauty forever beyond its reach. The Psalms of Lament remind us of this truth, that in Christ we have hope amidst ruin and joy and sorrow can often occupy the same dance floor. So on the back of your paper, the same paper that holds your loss, I want you to write where you're seeing life where you're seeing hope. Maybe you want to illustrate what hope could look like for you in the days ahead. For some, it might be too soon to write out hope, and that's okay. Linger where you are. Let the Spirit meet you where you are. And when you're ready, join the psalmist's invitation in verse 11. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. As Justin comes to continue to minister to us, and as you write or draw or pray or reflect, let me pray over you. And then after we've worshiped, we'll celebrate communion together. Let me pray. God be with your children in this moment. As I continue to name 
death and illustrate life and hope. Spirit, flood their living rooms, their bedrooms, their, wherever it is that they are as they're watching this. Meet them in those places. Sit with them in their sorrow. And Spirit, in whatever way you want to display that strong shaft of light that breaks through the shadows that currently envelop us so that we may see your truth and your goodness and your glory and your joy and hope that is found ever and always in you. Amen. Mm-hmm.